It's Jamie Grace, and I want to welcome you guys to The Jamie Gray Show. This is a Friday, which means it will be Fighter Fridays, which originally started on my nonprofit website, imafighter.org. But I wanted to bring it to The Jamie Gray Show so that you guys can hear these inspiring and encouraging episodes in podcast format. Today, you'll be hearing an interview that I did a few years ago with Elisa Turner. Elisa is a singer, songwriter, and she also happens to have Lyme disease. We talk about her journey with Lyme disease and how she has written songs that have come out of some of the most difficult times in her life. We talk about her journey around 7 minutes and 45 seconds, around 8 minutes of this podcast. But before, we talk about some of her fun songs and what it's like to be on tour. And I hope that you guys enjoy this interview. Hello, Lisa. How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing quite well, just hanging out at the, well, I was going to say hanging out at the show, but the show has not started yet, so I'm just right. chilling in the venue waiting for the, ha- the party to begin. That's awesome. What time does it go on tonight? I don't know. I have no idea. I'm just <laughs> somewhere between You're just waiting for eight. someone to yell your name. Jamie, <laughs> yes, exactly. I'm just sitting in the crowd right now, and at some point they'll pass me a microphone, and I'll, I'll get my job Well, you're done. doing a good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Hey, I do want to make sure that I let everyone know that because I am sitting in the venue in the morning, if you hear any noise in the background, that is the setting up of all of the microphones and lights that and amplifiers sense. and all that stuff. So if there's an explosion, do not worry. It is probably just a figment of your imagination <laughs> or you really did All explode. part of the show. <laughs> all a part of the game here. <laughs> Well, Elisa, I have been uh, creeping on your music for a couple years now, and um, we've been friends like for what? a couple years as well, so that's, yeah. that's been a blessing to have my, cre- yeah. my creeping validated. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't feel, doesn't feel as creepy, but I wanted to <laughs> introduce you um, to, at least to the people that are listening to this podcast, all five of them, because I feel like you are super awesome, Woo-hoo! and <laughs> your story in your life, like people need to hear about it and know about you. So oh, you. if you could tell our listening audience anything about your music and your ministry and your songs, what would it be? What yeah. would you tell everybody? Um, well, I mean, I started out like many little girls growing up playing piano and uh, grew up in the church and father was a, a worship pastor. So I, I fell in love with music and as well as um, got to know the Lord at a very young age. And it has just weaved in and out of my life, uh, in and out of my music, uh, my entire life. Uh, my music is very, um, story based. Uh, I write a lot about what I've gone through and as well as what other people have gone through. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's kind of what brought you and I together is music. Yeah. I think for me as well, like hearing your songs, it's, I mean, they're so, they're so real. And I love that you say they're story based because it's, I mean, I, I think that's one of the best ways to explain what you do. It's you, you really are always telling the story. And one thing that I've always loved about your songs is that, like, mm-hmm. sometimes they'll literally last two, three minutes, average song length, four minutes. But sometimes uh-huh. they're a ridiculously long, like, length, and I love it so much because <laughs> I think so many times it's hard as a writer to get the story in in a couple minutes. And yes. your songs are so real and raw and Man, yeah. there have been many a nights where I'm like, I just, I need to release a Turner right now because oh. this four-minute music is not going to work. <laughs> I, I just love the realness in, in your lyrics and your, your writing for Thank sure. Thank you. Thank and you. Of I course, really tried to, huh? No, no, go for it. I said I really tried to, uh, 
yeah, I mean, you've got two or three minutes to kind of tell a story in each song, but I try to give as much um, detail and, and be as raw and vulnerable as possible. Um, and even if the listener doesn't share, you know, hasn't gone through exactly what I have, um, surely they can relate to the emotions and um, the difficulty as well as um, overcoming um, all that we overcome in this life. And I, I love, I love to connect with others and hear their stories as well. And it's, it's really cool. Well, you're doing a great job for sure at relating to people and, and that, that vulnerability is something that is, is so, so, so beautiful and just Thank a you. huge blessing to anyone that hears you. I will say as well, as much as I do love your, your really deep and, and powerful song, one of my favorite songs uh-huh. of yours is the puppy song. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's so good. Did you write that like to a puppy? Like that, you know, I did. Personally? I actually, so it was out, I was out on the road. I think I was touring through Texas and we had just gotten, um, our first little dog that I started touring and traveling with. Um, and she was a Pomeranian, black little Pomeranian or fluff ball, just, um, mm-hmm. cute as can be. And I think she was maybe like three or four months at the time and sitting next to me on the piano. Um, and I just, uh, it just kind of, flew out of me. I mean, you know how that goes. Sometimes you just rack your head over a song for days, weeks, and months, and then other times it just comes right out and within minutes. Um, so it was great. That was my attempt at, you know, something more lighthearted. Because <laughs> I do yeah. share a lot of really deep stuff in my, my music and in my shows. So that was my uh, lighthearted. And I I love dogs. I always travel with them. <laughs> oh, that's, that's awesome. I just personally became an owner of three puppies. So I, I, I have to sing that song like a hundred times a day just to get it across. <laughs> There's so many of them. <laughs> but it's wonderful. I love that song so much. And what are the names of your three dogs? V, Luna, and Blaze. Oh. So, yeah, they are, they are crazy. How much do you wonderful. miss them when you're on the road? Pretty much, like, as much as you can miss any living thing is how much I miss them. Yes. It's yes, miserable, they are kind a of. part of you. Yeah. I actually woke up this morning like, oh, I get to see my puppies, and I don't know why I thought that, but I don't get to see Aww. them until next month. <laughs> so yeah. That was kind of hard. It's, it is always, whether it's whether if it's next month or just at the end of the day, they are so great to come home to. They're always happy to see you. Exactly. They don't realize yeah. that I've abandoned them for three weeks at a time. <laughs> <laughs> they just think I went to take a nap or something. Yeah, she's back. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you know, I don't know if I ever told you this, but speaking of of, of your music, I played a show a couple years ago in Minnesota, and a sweet mm-hmm. little girl, she, her name's Sarah, and um, she had cancer, and she's now a cancer survivor, which is so exciting to say, but oh. when she was really in the trenches of, of battling cancer, um, yeah. I got to meet her and her family through Make-A-Wish, and mm. I asked her for the concert, yeah. I said, if there's any song of mine that, that or I said, if there's any song that you've heard me sing that you want me to sing for you tonight, it's a special song dedicated to you, what do you want me to sing? And she goes, can you sing the puppy song? <laughs> so, oh, no way. She did not care about Jimmy oh. <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's so cute. So, it made me really wow. happy because that was the first time I played the puppy song in a in a concert. So oh. I hope I I hope I did you justice. Oh no doubt, uh, no doubt that you did. I love it. <laughs> cool. I tried, I tried. Well, as much as as much as your 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 music is amazing, you know, I I always say that it's it's so crazy how God can use 
some of the most complicated things and, and most difficult things that we have gone through as a way to bless other people. Um, yeah. I think sometimes it's hard to admit that he can because it's, it's hard sometimes when we're in the middle of that battle. We're not always necessarily yeah. thinking, oh, God's going to use this. But yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> like, it's crazy how he does use those things. And yeah. I know for us, you and I, we have very different stories as far as what we've been through, but at the same time, we've faced similar challenges when it comes to our health and that being a struggle and that being a fight. Um, and something that you face and that you've been very open about is having Lyme disease. And just for those that don't know, can you explain what Lyme disease is? Yeah, so Lyme disease is typically um, transmitted through a tick bite. Um, you'll find ticks, you know, out in the forest, grasses, dog parks, backyards, um, at this point, um, Lyme disease is everywhere. Every state, every country um, has reported, and, and the amount of cases being um, discovered are, are just double and tripling by, you know, each year. Um, I think this this past year they said there's about 300,000 new cases just in our in the U.S. alone. Um, typically, when you get a tick bite, um, you'll sometimes get a red rash. Um, a lot of people do see the ticks and they'll just kind of pull them off and go about their way. A lot of people don't ever see the tick and don't ever get a rash. And all of a sudden mm-hmm. they get sick and they have no idea, you know, why they're sick. So it can be a very long, confusing journey as to why um, why you're not feeling well. And the testing is not very accurate at this point. You can get a negative test result while you still are actually very positive for Lyme disease. Um, and it's, it is a tough it's a tough journey um if you catch it early uh it's about two to four weeks of an antibiotic but if you do not catch it early like if you didn't see the tick and you didn't get a rash or if you know the test result said negative and you go untreated it can turn into years and years of treatment iv therapy you can be misdiagnosed with fibromyalgia chronic fatigue ms parkinson's i mean the symptom list is is absolutely endless and it's it's hard it's a lot of suffering and a lot of figuring out what's going on and finding the right doctor um i i encourage everyone to always find a lyme literate medical doctor llmd for short um so that you can get on treatment and get back to living a life uh, worth living feeling better and having some quality to that life yeah, when when were you diagnosed with Lyme disease? So I was I was actually um, first bit as a little girl, um, and at the time they swore to us that Lyme disease was not in the city and state that we lived in. So I was never treated. Um, so I went through years and years of just random symptoms. Um, it started with as a little girl, it started with memory loss and cognitive problems. Um, and then all of a sudden I had just an array of GI symptoms, uh, profound fatigue. A few years after that is when pain started, joint pain, bone pain, um, and it continued to progress uh, to muscle atrophy. I, you know, was put on a feeding tube. I couldn't walk. I was having seizures. So it, it slowly took over my body for a long time, and really up until about five or six years ago is when I was finally diagnosed and put on um, IV antibiotics and um, just a, a long list of, of medicines and supplements and 
Um, and it's hard. I mean, once you catch it in that late stage, it is very difficult to get rid of it. You, The hope is that it goes into remission, um, but it can take a long time. Um, and I'm doing much better now. I definitely uh, feel very functional and, and much better, but it's been a very long road to get here. <laughs> yeah. It's, it definitely sounds like, you know, with something like Lyme disease, it, as you were saying, it can, you hope that it goes into remission, but it can also be right. a, a daily struggle. And it does, you know, seem like something where it's just, you know, it's definitely something that's not like a cold where it's, okay, well, after a couple of days, this, you know, this mm-hmm. shall pass. What right. would you say? Because I know that even if someone doesn't specifically have Lyme disease, they may have something in their life where it is a daily yeah. struggle and where they have to choose to fight every yeah. single morning when they wake up. You know, what would that be is, your encouragement to someone yeah. like that? Definitely. Um, I Probably my, I mean, the ways that that I overcame, I mean, there were definitely moments that um, I, I'm very honest about, especially my shows, that I, I didn't necessarily want to die, but I just didn't want to go on living in, in the condition that I was in. It was, it was, it was brutal. It was absolutely brutal. Um, and I felt very misunderstood and I felt like a lost cause. I didn't know, you know, if this would ever resolve. Um, so I think the things that really brought me through those moments is absolutely clinging to the Lord, clinging to his promise and not that everything, not that I would be spared from this pain, but that he would never leave me on my own amidst yeah. it. Um, as well as surrounding yourself with people who can understand it. You know, when, when I'm in my 20s and I've, you know, something called chronic Lyme disease, it, it's just, you know, people that young don't really understand a lot of chronic illness and long-term yeah. problems. And like you do, I mean, I know you've walked this too. It's It's difficult. They can understand the flu or the cold or something that gets better quickly, but something that goes on and on. You know, there are going to be people that, that, kind of disconnect and walk away from your life and that's okay like they they don't get it and I can't I can't even say that I would get it had I not gone through it so I'm I'm glad that I've come on the other side and have learned understanding and compassion and um, but another thing I would also say is um, fix your eyes also on in your heart and, and your spirit upon something that that you look forward to, that's exciting. And for me, that was always getting back to doing what I love, which is um, sharing my, my story and my music with people. I mean, at my sickest, I was bedridden for years and had to leave the road and kind of lost everything I, I had. And so that was kind of something that, that I looked forward to and that I kept dreaming about. And I didn't let that dream die. And um, that really kept my hope alive. Yeah. So. That's so That's so awesome because it's, it's so crazy how so many people, I know when I do interviews, a lot of people ask, you know, is music part of my therapy or is music a part of what helps mm. me? And I always tell people, I'm like, music pretty much is my therapy. You know? Yeah, it's not pretty much a entirely. <laughs> yeah. Like, to be, the, like yeah. The, the, hope, the hope that I'm able to find is ultimately in yeah. Jesus, but Absolutely. is when I'm able to talk about it, when I'm able to share about it. So many yeah. times when you're hurting and when you're in pain, when someone will listen to you and will some, when someone will take the time to care and be genuine about wanting to hear about your story, yeah. that's when the healing starts to come. 
You oh, know, it's, absolutely. It's almost like I can yeah. I can deal with having Tourette syndrome, but mm-hmm. is someone is someone going to let me pour my heart out and and talk about it yeah. and going to encourage me? That's where the healing comes, you know. Yes. When you I know, can let it out, be free and open about it. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's I think that's where a lot of that that freedom comes and you start to feel a lot less alone and a lot less secluded even though yeah. the condition itself can isolate you. It, it, you all of a sudden find this freedom in somewhere else, yeah. which is really cool. And, and one thing I'll say is that a lot of times when you're the one going through it, you know, you'll have a lot of friends, um, and, and this can be, you know, experienced by multiple people in, in all kinds of situations, especially, you know, whether it's illness or losing a loved one. And a lot of people just don't know what to say. And so either some people just say nothing at all and they kind of disappear, or maybe some people say the wrong thing and put their foot in the mouth. But I just I I just want to encourage those people who are maybe involved in someone's life who's going through something, illness or or whatnot, to just be there. And whether you say something or you don't say something, you know your your intentions are good and your your heart is in the right place. So just be there. And even if you don't know what to say, then just say that. Say I don't know what to say, but I just <laughs> want to be here for you and love on you. Yeah, that really. That truly makes a world of difference. I've I've experienced that in my own life with yeah. friends that don't even really know what to say, but they just sit there, yeah. and that's oftentimes more helpful than them trying to say yeah. something. Yeah. Um. So speaking of people being there and and rallying around and and developing this community of of support yeah. and of love, I know that mm-hmm. there are different organizations that are for people with Lyme disease. But something that I've seen you posting about lately is the Lyme disease challenge, which is a little bit yes. of play on words because yes. Lyme disease is L-Y-M-E, but then you have Lyme, which is L-I-M-E. So tell us about the yes. Lyme disease challenge and what that's all about. Yeah. So um, so we're, especially as we go into spring and summer when, you know, the tick population is going to greatly increase and there'll be a lot of people who get Lyme disease, we just, we're really trying to get awareness and just get the facts out there. We don't want to scare people. We just want them to know, we just want them to be aware. So, you know, if they do see a rash or a, you know, a little black bug on their leg or something or, um, or if they don't see that and they start coming down with symptoms to keep this in mind. Um, so one way we're doing that is, is kind of having a little fun with something called the Lyme disease challenge or the Lyme challenge. We're literally taking a slice of lime, um, and putting it in your mouth and taking a big, a big old bite of it. Um, and people have posted pictures, I've posted pictures, and obviously the faces that you make when you bite into something like a lemon or lime um, aren't the most pleasant, but they're pretty hilarious. Um, <laughs> and um, and people are, all right, hold on. <laughs> okay, I'm back. <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> I'm okay. Okay, good. Never eat, never eat grapes while you're, <laughs> while you're doing a podcast. <laughs> okay, back to the lime challenge. That was totally not distracting. <laughs> <laughs> so people are biting on the lime, um, <clears throat> posting videos and pictures of it, and then, oh man, I'm losing my voice. Oh boy. Um, and then <clears throat> the organization that's kind of behind it <clears throat> is iLads. It's um, the website is www.ilads.org, and you can go on there and donate <clears throat> towards this cause. <laughs> Towards this cause, um, an amazing cause that will help research and awareness and help other people get treatment. <clears throat> and, um, and yeah, so I'm losing my voice over. Great. 
<laughs> oh, Lisa. This is in everyone. Do not eat grapes while you're in an interview. Never again. Don't worry. There is a part of this podcast where I actually smashed my leg in the drawer. So um, I just I like to leave these things in. I think it makes it way more entertaining for the listeners. I love it. It's far more real. Um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah, so the lime challenge, biting into a lime, posting your picture, video, and, and donating, whether it's a dollar, ten dollars, whatever you could to um, to help so many who <clears throat> can't really afford treatment and insurance is pretty spotty on um, covering medicines and things that we need to get better so um, and there's just I mean the amount of people every day that are, are being diagnosed or realizing they were actually wrongly diagnosed with something else like chronic fatigue and realizing you know there's a reason you're chronically fatigued or so tired it's because you you have an infection going on and um, so I really encourage people also to just be an advocate for your health and do the research and, um, you know, learn as much as you can about whether it's Lyme disease or, or whatever illness you're going through. Yeah, that's, that's super awesome. And I, I love that. I love that that's bringing awareness, you know, to to the issue and also bringing yeah. support to people that, that have Lyme disease. So what's the name yeah. of that website one more time where people can go? Okay. Yeah, so it'll be www.ilads. I-L-A-D-S dot org. Awesome. So, guys, make sure you go to ILADS.org. If you would like to be a part of the Lime Challenge, it's super simple. Get on that Instagram. I'm pretty sure you can just hashtag Lime Challenge. Make it happen. Mm-hmm. Now, Alisa, how can everybody keep in touch with you? Also, how can they get access to your embarrassing <laughs> Lime Challenge photo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah What's so- your like, Twitter and Facebook and everything? All right, so it's it's pretty much all just Alisa Turner. I mean, you can go on Facebook, type in Alisa, A-L-I-S-A, Turner. Um, I'll have a personal page, and I have a music page, and I will accept whatever uh, you guys want to be a part of, whichever page. Um, and I try to keep both of them updated. Um, and then my Twitter is just, you know, Alisa Turner. Um, and you can just Google that, and it'll bring up all kinds of stuff. <laughs> my story and my music and... Um, you can see some videos on YouTube or check my albums out on, on iTunes. Yes, you guys make sure you go to iTunes and download all of her music. But <laughs> at least at least download the puppy song. Start there. Yay, the puppy song. Move on to breathing. Then I just Maybe. I could just I could just give a list of just all your songs in, in the order oh. of my like of my faves. I'll just I'll just do that. Okay, so Save next. my day. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your heart oh. and being so real yes. and for encouraging us to join the lawn challenge. I'm definitely going to do this. I don't, I don't currently know. I don't have a grocery store nearby, so I got to go find a line. <laughs> but when I do, I'm going oh. to join the lawn challenge. I world to the community, and you've got so many fans in, in the Lyme disease community that that would just mean so much to us. Thank you, Jamie. Girl, of course, any day. <laughs> If you want to Google it, you will find my Lyme disease challenge from a while ago, but I think I'm going to do it again because it is never too late to raise awareness for this condition and the amazing fighters who battle Lyme disease every day, just like Elisa. You can find more information about her story and her journey at facebook.com slash Elisa Turner Music. She just released a brand new music video for her song, Oh Come to the Altar, and it is absolutely beautiful. Be sure to go to her website at elisaturner.com, and you can see more about her music, her journey, and you can also go to iTunes and buy some of her other music and listen to her other projects. 
You can find me on social media at Jamie Grace H. And you can also visit imafighter.org to hear and read and see some amazing stories just like Elisa. Thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast today. I will chat with you all soon.